What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 209 of Smack Talk, presented by SparkOutMoment.com. I am your host, Tony Panel. That's the <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Did you really just say that? <laughs> I'm so Keep it. happy you Keep said it. that. So I used to play bass for the Tony panel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he said it as a gag for a second, and then... Yeah. Like that he the pause came, it. and then everything... Nothing was the same after that. You could have uh, played that off. <laughs> I am your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode are the same people that were on that Survivor Series prediction, because we're doing this one right after another, but I'm going to introduce them anyway in case you guys did not listen to that. We've got Stephen Wago. Hi, I'm Stephen Panel. <laughs> Mike Payton. I'm really glad to be here as part of the Tony panel. <laughs> Oh, you're you're totally Mike Panel. <laughs> My God, you're white. Who's the official co-host of the Tony Panel? <laughs> and Kalen Ferris. Correction, Kalen Panel. Ah, <laughs> uh, for our main event for this episode, we've got called the spot based off of the 1987 Survivor Series team that ended up wrestling the first Survivor Series match and won that match. We're gonna talk about a little bit about the losers as well too. That's our replacement for what originally was going to be the call the spot of the Survivor Series teams from this year. But since they haven't announced them yet as the time that we're recording this, we're going to do that instead. But hopefully you guys will enjoy that just the same, if not more, because we can talk about a lot of older guys we normally don't talk about. Yeah, doing a lot of the normal roster stuff all the time, so it's fun to go back in time. But we got the hot tags coming up in part two. We got the rest hold break in part three, the fantasy league at the end of the show. And part one is the same that it always is. The kickoff is the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him or the Ask Panel. For those who are joining us for the first time, the Ask Him consists of two questions. The first is for the panel on the show, and it ties somehow into the second one, which is presented to the audience to answer. And we're going to backtrack and talk about last week's questions before we do this week's questions. Survivor Series was the topic, and the title tournament Deadly Game itself was the real conjoining factor for me when I was going through these last time around. Which two people received a bye in the first round of that tournament was the panel question. That was The Undertaker and Kane. And the question to the audience, who replaced Triple H in the tournament after he went down with an injury? That was Big Boss Man, oddly enough. So he says, what? Christopher Marin says, wasn't it Big Boss Man? And he lost in four seconds, right? Wikipedia says three seconds, but yes, Christopher Marin gets that correct. Peter Piccinini says the big show, or is that the triple threat when Riskia ran down to the ring? Or ran Austin down? Oh, Rikishi. Okay. Uh, nope. Totally different thing. Big show and Rikishi. I don't even know if they were actually in that tournament. Does anybody remember offhand before I double check about that Googling? Rikishi wasn't Rikishi at that time, was he? Googling. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. But, uh, Solomon Doom says, is it Gilberg? No, Gilberg lost to Mankind in that first round. He says, fuck Lanny Poffo, fuck Superstar Billy Graham, fuck Byron Saxton, and fuck anyone who wishes anyone happy holiday, and fuck anyone who wishes anyone Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, and Hanukkah goodbye for now. Dot, dot, dot. Declan Macri says, I was remembering reading an article on this last week. I also remember reading that Gilberg faced Mick Foley, so I'll say Gilberg, nope. And David Brown 
guesses correctly with boss man. He says he thinks he wrestled twice. Pissed off because I don't know this, but got Undertaker and Kane. There you go. You get one part of that, but not the one for the panel. Uh, not for the one for that. Man, I'm throwing panels out there all over the place today. Not the one for the audience. It followed a triple threat where both pinned Austin for the title, then a title decider. I think Austin was special ref, where I think he stunned them both and declared a draw, hence the tournament and buys. Man, I don't remember that much anyway, so credit to you for remembering all that much if that's true. But this week's uh, set of questions are also Survivor Series related, and I tried to keep them a little bit more tied to Undertaker and Kane because of the Brothers of Destruction thing. Question to the panel. Yes, I'm saying that one more time on this one. Who was the first person to defeat Undertaker by pinfall at Survivor Series? Can you repeat the question in a form of a question? Panel? (laughs) Who was the first person to defeat the Undertaker by pinfall at Survivor Series? Was it Edge? Nope. He went it's many years Kane. where he was undefeated at Survivor Series. It's got to be Kane. Not Kane. Is Kane beat him in a buried alive match there, I know. But pinfall. Triple H. Nope. It's got to be Kane. Still isn't Kane. Shit! Um, is it Vince McMahon? Nope. Is it Shane McMahon? Nope. Where you go? You got a guess? Rick Steiner. <laughs> Almost. Who's Kurt Scott Angle Steiner? In 2000. Kurt Angle? Yeah, Kurt Angle beat him. Hmm. Oh, what the fuck? I actually... That name ran through my head and I was like, nah. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually about to say that. I was about to say it too. That's <laughs> yeah, so Kurt, was I. Kurt Panel. And then I did. Question to the audience. Which Survivor Series team did Kane join to face off against the Undertaker's team, which was called Team Darkside? Not going to give you a year, because then you would be able to look it up a little bit too uh, easily. But the Undertaker had his team, Team Darkside. Who was the team that Kane was a part of? Opposite side. I had that on VHS. (laughs) If you think you know the answer, or you want to take a guess, or you want to throw anything out there for the Fuck That Guy Club or anything else like that, leave a comment below on YouTube, leave a comment on SmartCopMoment.com itself, or send a tweet at SmartCopMoment with the hashtag AskHim. Next week I'll tell you the answer for that and all the other information that goes along with it. We're going to continue on here with the hot tags in part two. Stay tuned, everybody. If you are on YouTube, you got to just click on that next part. If you're on iTunes and Stitcher, you don't got to do a damn thing. We'll see you in the hot tags. Welcome back, everybody. We are on part two. It's time for the hot tags of the week. Some of the rumors, stories, news, and anything else that we need to talk about that went down over the past couple days in the world of professional wrestling. One thing that we need to get right out of the way here, which I'm pretty sure we all don't have too much to say because what really is there to say about it, but Nick Bockwinkel passed away at the age of 80. I was never really somebody who knew all that much about Bachwinkle, but it's always sad to hear that another person from this uh, organization passed away. So, I mean, from my perspective, I can't really talk about my favorite moments or anything else like that. But does anybody have anything that they want to mention as far as Nick Bachwinkle? A little shitty that they couldn't give him a longer piece on Raw. Um, The guy was a very important part of the AWA history, and... Pretty much, if you know anything about it, the title was pretty much held by him and Vern Everyone else's reigns were 
pretty trivial. So he had his place. Um, sucks. Yep. Anyone else want to tag in on this one? I don't really know too much about him, but rest in peace. You know, back in the day, it was a big deal to stay over in a territory for a long time. And Nick Bockwinkel is one of those guys of that old school era that was able to do that. And he drew in a lot of money. You know, AWA was one of the biggest territories out there. And there was a lot of people that speculated if it wasn't WWE, AWA may have been the one to have taken everything national and gotten big. And yep, Nick uh, Bockwinkel would have been a big star with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Nick Bockwinkel played a big part in getting Hogan over during that part. Mm-hmm. That whole Hogan switching over thing is the whole reason WWF got as big as it was. If he had stayed with AWA, we could be watching fucking AWA Raw. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, how, well whatever. Man, how bad is that? Look at just write it down on a piece of paper. AWA. R A W. At least Nick Bach with the widow got a fucking bigger segment on it. That's true. <laughs> Drew, I mean, if uh, Bachwinkle is well before my time, he's well, well, well before your time. But do you have any uh, thoughts when it comes to his career or anything? That little, huh? Don't no wave, my bad. I accidentally had my mic muted. But no, what I was saying was, uh, you know, rest in peace, you know, just the usual whenever someone unfortunately passes away, even though it was of old age, unfortunately. Lived a good life, you know. He was a, a champion at one point. He did good things for the AWA and the NWA and the association he was a part of. So RIP. Yeah, condolences to his friends and family and all those uh, going forward. Let's get into the three other ones that I've got here. Billy Gunn was released by WWE. He failed a test. He was doing a weightlifting competition, and WWE doesn't normally test their trainers and stuff, but because they caught wind that he had failed a performance enhancement test there, they figured they might as well release him. He's following the opposite of what the rules are, and he's supposed to be somebody who's making a good uh, impression for the youth going forward and stuff. You gotta make an example out of him. It sucks that Billy Gunn's gone, but hey, you know, he did it for himself, right? What do you guys think? Is this Billy Gunn loss gonna be a real big detriment to the developmental system? Are you hoping for anybody in particular to replace him? What do you think about him being released for this, despite not actually being somebody who failed a wellness policy test in WWE itself? Well, I think Billy Gunn will ultimately go down as the perfect example of a guy of having all the tools and just not being able to make it. And for his career there to end this way, I think is rather appropriate for everyone just to learn the ultimate lesson of don't do what Billy Gunn does. Don't don't Billy Gunn your career. Whenever you find yourself stuck in an awkward situation, you don't know what to do. Just think, what would Billy Gunn do? And then do the the exact opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. um, You know, you say who can take, who would take his spot. I don't, necessarily but there's tons of people out there tons of legends who could fill his role it may be even better so i don't think he was a big enough person where they will be affected of his loss because you know at the end of the day you'll find someone to replace him anyone almost anyone in the wrestling industry could probably do what he was doing it's unfortunate he had to go but listen where we live in an era where if you take steroids you know we go that we People go down hard on those who do it, you know. The idea of enhancing the body in some ways, it's not looked upon greatly now, nowadays. It's unfortunate for him, but, you know, you know, if Kevin Owens has to be fat and has to live with that forever, 
This guy shouldn't be taking drugs. Just for the sake of taking drugs. So fuck that guy. Seriously. It's unfair to say that anybody can do what Billy Gunn was doing because at the end of the day, he's had decades of experience in some of the biggest companies. Um, I don't think he's, I don't think it's a hole that can't be filled. I'm sure there is other guys for it, but that's kind of a bit harsh to say. Um, it sucks that he got fired, uh, but the rules don't break him, dumbass. I, I think one thing should be said, though, especially for a guy like Billy Gunn who had been around there for so long and a guy who, you know, has ties with Triple H. So I'm surprised he didn't come to his aid more in this. They could have done their own test on him. Like, uh, yeah, just I think double he check? Was de- mm-hmm. I think he deserved a test because you don't know, like, and technically he could fucking take that to court if he doesn't believe it was just. And, and they're setting a precedent on this now. Maybe they did give him a test. Maybe. Maybe. But I, I mean, think it's a I fair... would think that that would make sense for them to go. Wait a minute, you failed for that. Let's give you a test right now. Mm-hmm. You know. And guess what? Like there are situations where people test bad, and it's because the test was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just turns out that he was clean. I doubt it, but maybe they had shitty doctors at this place, and they swapped fucking piss with somebody by mistake. Like, yeah. Like he deserves a chance to like prove his innocence, um, but. Personally, I don't give a fuck if a guy takes the steroids or not. I've always been of the mind that it's up to you what you put in your body and you face the consequences for it. So I think it kind of sucks when anyone gets fired for this type of thing, but at the end of the day, private company. Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> it was. Well, at the, well, there's a few things I to think about. I mean, when we're talking about steroids and professional wrestling, at the end of the day, it's all scripted. The only thing it really does, it just makes you look better. You know, uh, steroids took a big precedent in, like, the MLB, for example. It affected stats in a certain way. And, you know, a lot of people a lot of people have taken steroids in wrestling. And, you know, we, we really can't say whether or not that person would be there with or without those steroids taken. So, you never know. And, yeah. I think I'm it is. I'm not advocating for anybody to take steroids. I'm just saying I don't give a fuck if you do. Yeah, I, th- I think it, it definitely is a loss for the company. It sucks that he tested positive for drugs, but there are worse tests to fail. Just ask Charlie Sheen. <laughs> so nobody has any like preference of who they think uh, would be a good replacement. Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah, Billy Gunn. badass Billy Gunn comes in this time. He's <laughs> the, the one Billy Gunn. How about uh, ass man? Well, you know he does have it all. Actually, you know who'd um, be a, a very proper fill-in for him? Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> anyway, out of the New Age Outlaws, they kept the good one. <laughs> you know what's unfortunate? I always realize, you know, some guy looking back at history as he held the Hardcore Championship when Road Dog held the Intercontinental Championship, right? Uh, sure. Sure. Is that like the same time or something like that? They might have been. It sounds familiar. I know you're the one on Wikipedia. You tell us. I'm not the one on Wikipedia. I just remember that because I watched a documentary and that popped up. But, uh, you know, it's just weird thinking that Road Dog got the Intercontinental Championship over Billy Gunn. But, hey, you know, Billy Gunn was left to his own vices and, you know, he has to face the consequences for it. You know, you take risks and sometimes risks pay off and sometimes they get you fired. So, you'll find works elsewhere, but, you know, he's always going to be that guy that, you know, what could have been pretty much. Oh, sweet. Would you guys be cool with X-Pac replacing him? You know, that'll be cool until the next time he does... Until he know, shits on someone's back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll you know. learn him something real quick. 
Oh, you know, I would say he's the last guy you want to talk to. These fucking kids, he'll fucking corrupt them. That's a terrible is, choice. Uh, <laughs> with Billy, was he like just a trainer, choice. or did what? Was he like a uh, head of a specific department for them? What's who? Billy? Yeah, he's the head of crotch chops. I think he was not even really like one of the master trainers, but I think he was one of like the more primary ones. Mm. Yeah, they can just get shook. Because you know, Regal somebody... is a part of NXT. I mean, he's like one of the, the full-on managers. and uh, He's the talent uh, scout. Yeah, and the head trainer, I think, is Justin Albert. Albert. Bill? Oh, yeah. So, you know... You got, like said, you got Billy Gunn, you got Norman Smiley, you've got... Um, Sarah Del Rey. Sarah Del Rey, you've got... Uh, Robbie Brookside. Sarita Stock. Fuck Sarita Stock. Yeah, I never heard that name, but... Uh, yeah, I never heard that Sarah, name. Sarah Stock, Sarita from uh, TNA. Yeah, see, more of a reason why I never heard of her. But, uh, you Ooh, know... Maybe this someone... is the spot that they were trying to get Eugene back from. Oh, God. Oh, before he fucked up. You know what? That's the perfect fill-in, Eugene. You know? I think he was... The, he kept his character in shape, so I'm going to go with him. I don't care anymore. Hmm. I do. I love Eugene. He has, like, the best theme song ever. It in perfectly. Bro. This is going to be a transition for them. They're going to go, all right, kids, you see what Billy Gunn did? That was really retarded of him to do that. Now, Eugene... You want to see a retard? He is Look retarded. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to another topic here. There are going to be trying ringside seats with a virtual reality set, the Milk VR uh, Samsung set. WWE 360 is what it's going to be called, and you'll be able to purchase this and see what it's like uh, ringside without having to be anywhere near the arena. Very odd, but something that, you know, the next stage in technology, I think it's kind of cool. I don't think I would ever, ever pay for it, but I like the idea that it's out there, you know? Anybody There's think no that negative. they would grab it? I like There's the no idea. negatives to it. Yeah, I like the idea. Of it, you know, I I most likely will never get ringside to any like major event anytime soon unless I win a contest to get them. So, you know, I don't know how much it is necessarily, but I might try it out once just to see what it's like. You know, oh, you know, just just see what it's like. It won't be the same as actually being there, but nah. but I mean, it could be a inter- really cool thing. An interesting for, concept. It could be a real cool thing for people that are like in a wheelchair. Where it's just like it's too damn hard to get them to go to the arena and to sit there the whole time and stuff. Like you get them that, give them that little bit of an experience. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. With our technology, new technolo- exactly. Like you, no, go ahead, Wego. With our new technology, you can see feel what it felt like to be in the arena at SummerSlam with the kid right next to you screaming, "Let's go, Cena!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, I wasn't going to quite say that, but. Uh, you know, with with especially with uh, video games, with virtual gaming and things like that, you know, they've really come a long way in the last few years and it's just keeps getting better. So I'm interested to see this. I would love to try it myself. Uh, I don't know if I'll you know be able to get the chance, but I'm hoping it's not just some gimmick like they pick up for, you know, six months and then get tired of. I hope it's something that they actually put some time and money into it and develop it and make it sustainable and something that people are actually going to want to do. You know. Like Tout. Hey! You remember that? Tout was such a fail. Last hot tag that I have up here, it's a, you know, a little bit wrestling related, I guess you could say, but um, stretching it to a certain extent. 
Taz gave his thoughts on the Ronda Rousey fight. If you don't know by now, Ronda Rousey lost to Holly Holm. What? Yeah. I uh, didn't expect that to happen. I've been really busy, and somebody was just kind of like, oh, man, did you see how Ronda Rousey lost? And, like, how she lost? Uh, huh? Yeah, I know. I got a text about that the same, you know, when it happened. I didn't get to see the fight, but then I was like, what no, the fuck? I was at CVS and picking up a prescription, and uh, I, I saw what happened on my, uh, just on Twitter, and then Peyton Suego started talking about it. I get home. I said as asleep, I woke him up, and I told him, hey, Ronda lost. He's like, fuck off. And they called bullshit, and then I had him turn on the TV. And look, Coachman's talking about it, so I was like, ha, sucks to be you, nerd. So, I mean, obviously, we don't do MMA stuff here, but this is big enough that we really should talk about it and stuff. But there's three different kind of things about this that I actually wanted to touch on. Number one, now that Ronda's lost, do you think her stock has gone down any bit yes. enough where she would have more leeway to go to WWE. Number two, what do you think about Taz's comments where he says that he thinks that the fight was fixed like pro wrestling? And uh totally forget what number three was, so I'm going to have to go back to that one. <laughs> but uh, oh, when it comes to the first two things that I had just mentioned, what do you guys think? Should she come to WWE now? Is it going to be easier for her? And do you think that the fight was fixed? I'll address the fixed one. First, she had plastic surgery, dumbass. Wasn't fixed. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> I'm not saying that I think it was fixed. I'm just yeah, talking I'm about talking how to Taz. Taz. Yeah. I'm hoping he hears me. I hope he's just going, rrr, rrr, what the fuck was that? No, I'm being a dumbass for forgetting the third thing. That's what I'm being a dumbass about. Yeah, and for saying panel every fucking second. I missed it. Was she saying that this was going to be your last fight regardless? No, she said no. she's going to take a year off. Okay, yeah, it was, again, it was something she, like that. She had fought back-to-back quite often, and she felt like she would kind of had too much pressure on her from the media. Gotcha. Which she, which she did. Which is her own fault. I will say, if you're going to be yeah, a cocky motherfucker, you better back it up. <laughs> it's funny yeah. when you uh, predict how, how your opponent's going to beat you, and then she does beat you with that same exact thing. Well, you actually reminded me what the third one thing, uh, third thing was. It's if Ronda Rousey takes all this time off, how much do you think that's going to hurt UFC compared to how much Seth Rollins leaving has hurt WWE? Well, I doubt Seth. I will say I doubt Seth Rollins being away with his injury. I don't think it's affecting the company that much yet. They had to change stuff up, but at the end of the day, Seth Rollins really is not that big of a draw in the mainstream. I mean, yeah, I did that one thing with Jon Stewart, but other than that, there's not much really there. So, you know, there might be a few indie fans who might, you know, claim that, oh, no, I can't watch this. My favorite guy's not there. But, you know, someone else will fill that void. So I I know Steven is a resident UFC MMA guy, so he'll probably go in depth about that side. But, you know, yeah. As far as Seth going, I have to agree with Drew because he isn't that much of a draw, so I don't think it's going to hurt WWE all too much. Maybe from a storyline standpoint, because they've got to scramble together. As far as the UFC goes, um, I think the loss more than itself is going to hurt any um, draw power that Ronda has other than a rematch. Um, as far as long-term, like, it hurting them, not really. Uh, her being away, she's... Fighters typically only fight one or two uh, times a year. Rondo was one of the few that did three now and again, but it was a rarity. So 
yeah, she's probably going to be gone for six months because of the medical suspension and probably another six months to re I don't know, get her shit together. So to get her shit together. <laughs> like, like they're like, all right, uh five, four, three, two, one, you guys are down when it comes to the medical suspension now. Do you want to get back into it? And then somebody comes up and just goes, Roddy, you gotta get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't like I see her being gone for a year and that won't matter. Uh Conor McGregor if he wins on Saturday, um in Saturday fucking in December, he'll be fine. Um he'll be their next big star. Peyton and Kaylin, you guys haven't chimed in too much yet on this. Uh, do you think any legitimacy? Uh, wow, man, I'm all over the place. Uh, do you think that the fight was fixed at all? Do you think that Ronda has a better or worse chance of coming to WWE now? And do you think that her loss is more for UFC or Rollins's loss is more? I don't think it was fixed at all. I mean, I saw afterward, I did go back and watch it, and she wasn't fighting her best, but I don't think she took a fall purposely. I mean, I think that's just bullshit. As far as her coming into the WWE, I mean, I would love to see her there eventually, but I think it's still far too early to even speculate about that. As far, what was the third point again? <laughs> Gabbles and, pa- and panels. Not panels. What Seth was it, Tony? Rollins. Seth Rollins. Oh, yes, the comparison. I don't think that, that you can even compare it because – I'm admittedly not a huge MMA fan. I don't really know much about You're it. You fucking asshole. I know, right? But Ronda Rousey is one of those names that everybody knows. You know, it's it, it transcends the genre. So I don't think Rollins is quite up to that standard. You know, he was the champion for, for a long time. But it's not one of those names where if you go and, you know, just talk to the average person on the street, you know, you mentioned the name Seth Rollins. They're not necessarily going to know who that is. Ronda Rousey, they are more likely. So there's bigger names in the WWE. They're able to shuffle the players and cards around better, and I don't think it's as big of a deal or as big of a setback to WWE, rather. So I think the the Ronda thing is definitely more going to hurt that federation more. Well, the reason they're not going to know uh, Seth Rollins is because you're not saying Seth frickin' Rollins. Seth motherfucking Rollins. That wasn't it either. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Peyton, your thoughts? I don't think it was fixed. This is fucking UFC, not baseball. <laughs> uh, I, I still don't think she's going to be able to come to WWE just because she's still tied under contract with UFC. She's going to be under Dana White's thumb, and I do think she's going to branch out. I think that she's getting away from MMA <clears throat> sooner than later anyway. She said she wanted to dominate in other places, maybe WWE, but I think her next place is Hollywood after some time off. She needs some seclusion time right now. Um, she's going to go into her little cave, and she's going to punch a bag a lot, and she's going to come back and try to punch the face of Holly Holm, and uh, hopefully she can be able to do that and get her redemption story. Uh, as far as UFC, I mean, with my limited knowledge of, of UFC, I, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, this chick that beat her, Holly Holm, has potential to be a star just because she's the chick that knocked out Ronda Rousey. So we'll see how they can work that off that. They have that other chick, uh... Oh, Jimmy Jones. Young Zay chick. Yeah, that. Undertaker? Undertaker. I don't know. Like, that's the weirdest fucking last name ever, but I guess she's, she's getting a lot of steam. You got that cyborg chick. That's just the women's division. They got all their men stars too. I think they're going to be fine. 
Alrighty, guys, those are the hot tags. Tell us what you think about all these topics in the comments below. I really need a rest hold after all the botches I keep doing on this episode, so we are going to see you in part three with rest hold. Follow along with everything else that happens in there, the comment of the week, the promotional stuff. We're going to continue on after that with the main event, so stay tuned. Part three coming your way. See you there. All right, if there was ever a need for a rest hold, it's right now. And if you don't know what that means, well, this is the part of the program where we take all the segments that don't have a home elsewhere on the show and we mix it together with some of the promotional stuff that's going on in the world of Smart Out Moment for this week, starting off with the outside interference articles. And since I don't know exactly what I'm going to be writing up over the next couple of days at the time that I am recording this rest hold, the only thing I can talk about is an article about what is next for Callisto after that Survivor Series tournament. So if you want to read that article or anything else that's coming up on eWrestling News, go to my profile there, or you can find links on the homepage of SmartOutMoment.com underneath the section that says Outside Interference. Or you can find links to these on Facebook and Twitter accounts for Tony Mango and Smart Out Moment each time every single one of these goes up. That takes us into Smart My Words, where I highlight one of my favorite comments or interactions from the past week on one of the many different platforms that we have for you guys to express your opinions. This week it goes to Declan Macri for his comment on one of our videos, the Heel or Face Dean Ambrose one. He says, Dean is my favorite wrestler, so I love this segment. I think he should be a face and go up against the corporate Roman Reigns. Look at the positives. Reigns changes up his act since it's boring. Dean is pushed as the top babyface in the company, and Roman would probably get new ring gear. I agree with all these points here. First off, I do think that it's a good idea to keep Dean a babyface. I kind of would like the idea of Roman Reigns turning heel. He definitely needs new ring gear. And of course, I appreciate the compliment saying that you love this segment. So thank you, Declan. For the support thank you for the comment thank you to everybody else for participating in all the different conversations as well and if you're interested in being eligible for next week's mark my words check out the youtube screen right now and you will see a list of all the different avenues that i choose from one of those in particular that i want to highlight for sure is our facebook group the mega maniacs that's the spot where we goof off throughout the week and we invite you guys to join in on the fun as well so if you are on facebook make sure you join us at facebook.com groups slash the mega maniacs Next week is going to be the November edition of the monthly mailbag, so if there are any questions that you would like to submit to us to get to know us better and pick our brains about something, whether it's wrestling-related or not, fill up that inbox by going to the contact form of the website, shoot us an email, and we will answer anything that you guys send our way. If you happen to be going to a wrestling event of any kind anytime soon and you want to show your support for Smart Out Moment, do so by signing up. That Sign Me Up initiative is pretty simple. If you bring a sign that says Smart Out Moment to a wrestling-related event and you send a picture or a video of yourself to me, I'll give you a spotlight on the website and on the next episode of Smack Talk. If you want to try to help us out on the monetary side of things, there are three ways in which you can do that. Our Patreon account is patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. A more direct method, though, is the PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com or you can hit up the little fan funding module on the YouTube page and it says support this channel. You follow those instructions. That's a good way to help us out. Keep the lights going. And of course, if you can't help us out with what's in your wallet, we totally understand. But don't forget about the other ways that you can help support us as well. You can do that by sharing our articles and our videos with your friends and on social media. Got those likes, favorite, follow, subscribe, all those different kind of words that all mean the same thing. Share us. Get the word out there about us to all the other people so they can check us out too. 
and that applies to the projects under a mango tree that aren't smart out moment as well because they're all tied in together one of those of course probably the main one that i should bring up fanboys anonymous if you enjoy what we say on these shows and you want to hear our opinions about some of the other nerdy things that we're fond of fanboysanonymous.com is the place that you want to go check that out follow the facebook and twitter accounts and subscribe to our podcast on itunes stitcher and youtube.com slash fanboys anonymous and don't forget about the all talk show which is the podcast that anything goes and everything is open for discussion you can find them all over the place at all talk show and on itunes and stitcher to go along with that youtube page as well Lastly, if you are interested in joining the Smart Out Moment team as a writer, editor, or something else that I have in mind, send in your application by going to the contact form of the website, and I will send you more information as soon as I can. And that's it for our rest hold. We've got the main event coming your way. Part 4, next. See you there. Welcome back, everybody. We are on our main event. For episode 209, this is Call the Spot on the Card, and this is going to be based off of the team that won the very first ever Survivor Series match on the Survivor Series 1987 card. That is Randy Savage, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And if you don't know what Call the Spot is, let me give you a quick little breakdown here. It's basically our version of the Mary Fuck Kill game. you got to rank these people in a certain order, and you can't double up on anything. You can't add some new people into it or whatever. These are your five, and the five different ranks that you've got to put them in order in. At the very top, main event. Underneath that is mid-card, directly in the middle, uh, upper mid card, then you got the mid card in the middle. Jobber is the second to the last one, and the fifth final one at the very bottom released. The person actually gets fired from the company. And as I said, those are the five that we're going to be talking about. We're also going to throw in the losers there in a little bit too, but we're going to be focusing more on the winners here. A lot of people that have had good careers in the company, you know, many, many titles that they've won between the uh, you know, intercontinental titles, world titles, tag titles, etc. Some of them, not so much as some of the other ones in two, uh, as well. But uh, we're going to go person to person here, and we're going to give our little release jobber and stuff working upward. Released, the very first thing, bottom of the card, who gets fired from the company. Peyton, I'm going to start off with you. Who out of this list would you end up getting rid of? Jake the Snake Roberts. Ooh. Guy had a lot of demons at the time. He was starting to go into the waning part of his career. I think he had to get some time to get his shit together. <laughs> Talking about that before. That was a guy who really needed to get his shit together at that time. So Jake Roberts would have to go. Mm, man, did not expect that one. Wego, who are you releasing? Well, I understand that Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake were friends, so that's why I'd get rid of him. Brutus Beefcake? Yeah. Just for that reason? Yeah. <laughs> Good enough, I guess. <laughs> you are uh, in creative control. If anybody says anything, you just go, well, too bad. You're fired, too. Drew, who's getting released on your end? The man who's getting released on my end is Brutus Beefcake. Because looking back on history, it wasn't that much of a beefcake, if you really think about it. And it's false infringement, so... Getting rid of him. He was much more of a beefcake than he was a barber. 
Is false infringement a real term? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> false advertisement? I'm pretty sure that's... Pretty sure that's something where you gotta go to the department of headquarters to register. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you just had a Ricky moment. Kaylin, who's getting released from your list? Oh, I'm gonna make it a three-peat. It's gonna be Brutus the Beef Barber Cake on my end. <laughs> never, never been a fan. You know, I gotta make this four out of five. Brutus the Barber Beef Cake gets released on my end. He's just not as good as the other people. I mean, I... Can't really remember any great matches that he's had. I can't really remember loving any particular promos. I mean, the most memorable thing that he's ever done was stand next to Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, as far as I'm concerned. Ah, dude, he's cut people's hair. Never cut my hair. Although I wouldn't really remember him from that anyway. Uh, Yeah, Brutus Beefcake, though. Yeah, he gets that the, the axe. Then we move up to Jobber. And I'm going to just do this kind of in the opposite route here. I'm going to go with this one. I'm jobbing out Hacksaw. He's, again, uh, it's a situation where you look at the other people. I think that all of them are better in the ring. All of them are better on the mic. They all have better characters. They all have more of a longevity to them. And at the same time, they all are more credible. And it sucks that you can say that about somebody because it is scripted. But Hacksaw Jim Duggan... His highlight really was winning that Royal Rumble, and that was before the Royal Rumble really meant something. Since then, I mean, he didn't even win the Intercontinental title. He never won the tag title. He didn't win anything in WWE. He won some stuff in WCW and elsewhere. As far as WWE is concerned, though, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's always been kind of a hack. He gets the jobber spot for me. Kalen, who's the jobber? I am agreeing. I am putting Hacksaw Jim Duggan in that jobber spot. I've always been a fan of the character. You know, I've liked him. It's always fun to see him coming out and doing his thing, but he doesn't really, I couldn't put him in the mid card or higher. So I'm putting him in the jobber and uh, I'm going with Jim, the hacksaw Duggan for jobber. Way go. Well, out of the people I could see being friends with Hogan, Jim Duggan seems like a guy that'd be friends with Hulk Hogan. So he's a jobber. Based on the song Hogan. Yeah. It's the only thing that was important during that time, anyway. Drew, who's your jobber? Hmm. This is a tough one. I'm going to make it Jake the Snake, because this snake will tap out eventually. Just, what's the rationale behind this? <laughs> no, 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 just, just let it go. <laughs> just let it go, to no, nah, I'm not going to let this one go. <laughs> go ahead, you Please, boy. let it go, dude. <laughs> no, why Jake the Snake is the job? Uh, man. Give us uh, more to go by here. We're not just going to go through this whole thing and say because Snake's going to tap out because somebody's uh, friends with Hogan. <laughs> uh, well, the main reason why is because I don't know the whole list. I just know Jake the Snake's on this. So I'm going to go one by one until I figure out the whole list. So, to let you guys know, <laughs> this list has been said four different times. It's in the chat right now, and Drew still doesn't know what it is. <laughs> Drew can also go on Wikipedia <laughs> and look up the Survivor Series 1987 team. He probably forgot which one it was. Well, he could also look in the chat. <laughs> because Drew's going to have to figure out that kind of stuff because he can't just make up three more people. He's what? too busy looking up Shrek videos. So, Drew, I'm going to go back to you. 
I'm going to come back to you, and you can not only think of who's I will this. choose Jim Duggan, maybe because this whole trade is not around yet. What? <laughs> Were those words? Okay. I think that's a, okay, that's a better answer than before, right? All right, let's go. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, 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 fuck. Moving <laughs> on. Fuck asked if you not to do it. should have listened to me. <laughs> Are you happy with yourself? Very much. Because now, what we've accomplished right now, Drew just got some more votes for the worst co-host of the year. <laughs> if anything, I provided commentary and laughter. If anything, I'd you provided exactly. commentary. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing my fucking job here. I'm caught. Big relief. I've never asked to be more than that. Only thing I've asked to be is to be the fucking co-host of the Tony panel, which never can fucking happen. This is what we get when we record two shows back to back. Peyton, who's your jobber? Tell me it's somebody that's actually on the list. <laughs> Rick Steiner. Yeah, my, my jobber is Brutus the Barber Beefcake because he is a jabroni and that's where he belongs. I'm sorry I don't have a better answer. That's all I got for you. <laughs> He's not much of a beefcake as well. So mid-card is actually when you start getting into the good stuff. I mean, it's not great, but it's still good. Somebody who can be sticking around for quite a while, win some decent matches, maybe even get a title. You never know. Uh, Peyton, who's your mid-carder? My mid-carder would be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's a guy who the crowd likes a lot. He can go out there and play with them and have a lot of fun. And uh, he could still sell some merchandise. He could sell those foam wooden boards that they have. So the foam wooden ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of them uh, well, glass like, steel well, ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were foam, but they were made to look like wood. <laughs> I promise, only two of us have done drugs for this bucket. That's uh, funny. It's funny. Let's try to figure out which two. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have a list of who's on the panel. <laughs> Pretty sure everyone thinks Drew is on it. <laughs> so, backtracking that, Drew, <laughs> who is your mid-carder? Well, going back to the previous statement, as I said, Jim Dungan is now my... Dungan. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, Jim Dungan. Dungan. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm tired, and I, I took I took my sleeping medication a while ago, so just give me a sec here. I'm going to go with Jake this Snake Roberts, mainly because, listen, he has a snake. That snake could be used to be sold as foam snakes, so he is going to be my big carter. <laughs> This is what the uh, the fourth Tuesday show that we've done in a while. We got through the predictions fine. <laughs> well, you Stop. learned a valuable lesson today that we should do this every week. <laughs> Waco, who was your mid Carter? Well, you see, Ricky's uh, the Dragon Steamboat seems a pretty neutral person in general. So when it comes to Hogan, I think you'd be pretty neutral <laughs> on him. Any rationality more than the Hogan thing? Nah. You can tell who put a lot of thought into this list and who didn't. In all seriousness, this is actually the order I put him in, but it just happens to work out for Hogan. <laughs> the thing is, he told us we were doing this like yeah, we did 30 kind of minutes ago. So. That's what happens when WWE doesn't tell us what the hell's going on with their fucking matches. <laughs> they ruin two weeks worth of shows when it comes you tell to me, this. And you're also, you're having me do something that, of a match I've never seen before, so... 
to be honest with you, you know I'm just people, going by Yeah, I know who these guys yeah, are. I mean, fuck. Yeah, we, have the the this, yeah. we have the hoe train. We have a beefcake. We got a macho. We have a snake that's a foam, by the way. And we have the steam. Galen, who's your oh. mid Carter? <laughs> Save us. Um, I'm going to go with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on this one. It's, that's another guy that is always a total badass, fun in the ring. I've, I've liked him a lot. And I think of everywhere on the slot, mid-card suits him best. So I'm going with Ricky the Steam Dragon Boat. I got to go with that old steamboat as well for my mid-carder. He's somebody who's good in the ring. He had that Intercontinental Championship match, which everybody goes nuts over. Good match. But at the same time, can't buy him as the main eventer. And if you can't buy him as the main eventer, he not only shouldn't be in the main event, he also kind of doesn't need to be in the upper mid-card if you have two other people that can fill in that spot. So like him, don't love him. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat gets that mid-card spot for me. Upper mid-carder. Now, uh, this is going to seem weird when it comes to Peyton's end of the thing, but I'm going to check the Snake Roberts. And yeah, he had his demons and stuff. He also had 23. I think he had three of those. But... Jake the Snake was somebody who they did make him a huge deal. I mean, he should have won some kind of championship at some point along the line. He was somebody who could have a a WrestleMania match with The Undertaker. He could have feuds with The Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage and stuff. And you would buy him as a legitimate opponent against him instead of somebody who was just a jobber and stuff. So I think that Jake the Snake really... I can't speak to whether or not he could have gotten any kind of like any of his demons in check or anything like that. But if I'm going to look at this list, Jake the Snake Roberts is the one that makes the most sense for me for the upper mid card. And we're going to backtrack this opposite way. Go like a snake. Kalen, who's your upper mid carder? It looks like we have very similar lists. I'm also going with Jake the Snake Roberts in my upper mid card. I'm kind of not even counting the behind the scenes kind of stuff. I'm just going totally on kayfabe. I, I think Jake the Snake is one of those guys that has is, is very intriguing. You know, he's totally over with the crowd. People tuned in and cared what he was saying. And I think upper mid card suits him best. So I'm going upper mid card is Jake Snake the Roberts. Wago, whose relation to Hulk Hogan is good enough that they can be in the upper mid card? <laughs> All right. So I think Jake Roberts just hates life in general. So, like, he doesn't have a special hate for Hogan, so he's in the upper mid-card. Drew? My upper mid-card is going to be Randy Savage, and the reason why he's going to be in the upper mid-card is when he was in WWE, he was always the number two to a certain man called Hulk Hogan, so he's going to be my number two here. So, yeah. Payton? My upper mid-card would be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This guy had a lot of talent. The crowd did like him a lot. He just didn't quite have all the tools to be the guy, but he was a guy that you could slot in there when you have a big heel, and the crowd would be behind enough to have a good quality main event match. So now, before we get into our main event section, because, I mean, we kind of already said what who's going to be the main event, stuff like that, but if you lost track, good. That'll give us a reason to go back a little bit later on. We're going to talk about the other five people that had lost the match. Now, we're definitely not as familiar with two of those people, if not three of them. So we weren't going to make this a whole big separate section and something like that. But the people that had lost the match against them were Danny Davis, Honky Tonk Man, Hercules, Ron Bass, 
and Harley Race. If you were going to rank these guys in the order, what would your order be? Anybody want to throw out an order like that and just go down the whole list? Don't need to go back and forth. I will. Um, I'm, I'm, my release would be Harley Race. My jobber would be Danny Davis. My mid-card would be Ron Bass. My upper mid-card would be the Honky Talk Man. And my main eventer would be Hercules because, to be honest with you, no one's going to defeat fucking Hercules. Wego, Peyton, Kalen, anybody else have a list that they want to throw out there? Did you really just make Harley Race a jobber? Yeah, because he's not Hercules. Asshole. Well, actually, um, I made Harley... Well, no, 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 correction. I made my release. All right, so uh, if I'm going to release anyone, it's going to be Honky Tonk Man. He's a fucking asshole. Um, for my jobber, Ron Bass. Don't like Bass. Terrible fish. Um, Nightmare Danny Davis, I'll put as a mid-card just because I like the stories about how much his chops hurt. Um, Hercules, upper mid-card, he's big. And Harley Race was the man, so main event. Yeah, I'm with Waco. Honky Dog Man was a big asshole, so he gets released. Jobber, I would do referee Danny Davis because that's exactly what he was, and he was good for that role. Mid-card, I would do Ron Bass because that's a good place for a cowboy like that. You can always use a cowboy around. Upper mid, Harley Race, because he was really in the twilight part of his career at this point. Still a guy you could do a lot with and have some fun matches, but he was a far cry from what he used to be. And the main event, Hercules Hernandez. Yo, this guy is awesome. I don't know why we haven't done like whole episodes dedicated to this guy. Superstar scores Hercules Hernandez. I am pushing that one now. Hey, listen, I've been pushing that one all along, too. No one's going to defeat a guy named fucking Hercules. Hey, yep. he's my... How come they've never done a wrestler named Hades? They He's totally missed sweet. the boat. They totally missed the boat on that. No, they did like Zeus. the next Undertaker type of thing. They, they missed Zeus. the steamboat. Yeah. Oh, oh. Kalen, do you got a ranking for these? Uh, I don't necessarily have a ranking, but I'm going to say my top two are Hercules and Harley Race. I got to put them above the other three. As far as how I would rank the other three or those two, I'm not really sure. I'd have to think about it some more. But Harley Race and Hercules above the other three. You know, you could just do what we did and don't think about it. Okay, Hercules 1, Harley Race 2, uh, Ron Bass 3, Danny Davis 4, Honky Tonk Man 5. There well, we go. Man, well, this isn't a top five list. Man. This is called a spot. I'm not going to harp on Honky Tonk Man all that much. I mean, I don't remember all that much about a lot of these people, so this is kind of like off the cuff. But Well, I'm in favor of inducting him into the uh, Fuck That Guy Club. Yeah, I'm ready to make him the first, like, official official. <laughs> like, can yeah, we, like, actually get, like, some Lanny ground? Poffin? Can we break what some ground he... on an actual physical location for this and put Honky Tuck Man into this? So, uh, what well, did Honky Tuck Man did the YouTube? Did YouTube? What? What, what did he do? <laughs> yeah, gee, gee, gee. What did he say? I think he ordered some Jimmy John's or something. <laughs> what did Jimmy, the Honky John's? Did you say Pokemon? What did the Pokemon do with YouTube? What, what did the Pokemon tube? The Pokemon <laughs> All right, Drew, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to release Danny Davis. I'm going to make a jobber out of Ron Bass. I'm going to make a mid-carder out of Honky Tonk Man. Hercules is getting my upper mid-card spot, and Harley Race has got my main event. Because why the fuck not, right? Sure. So that takes us back to our original list, where we ran down everybody except for the main eventer. So, since we already did that stuff, give us a recap of what you've got and finish it off with your main eventer. Uh, Peyton, who is your release jobber for uh, so forth going up to your main eventer? 
All right. Well, my jobber, excuse me, my release was Jake Roberts because of his demons. Jobber was Brutus Beefcake because he's a jabron. My mid card, Jim Duggan, because the crowd digs him, but he's not quite there. Upper mid card, Ricky Steamboat, because he is awesome. And main event is, of course, going to be, oh, yeah, the macho man, Randy Savage. Fucking one of the biggest stars of all time. I mean, this is really the only guy who was able to pull that spotlight away from Hogan for a little bit and like sustain it. You know, I guess you could say warrior did too, but that flopped real fast. Savage actually did it for like a year. So kudos to him. Drew, what's your, uh, released going all the way up to main event? Well, my released since you asked is the beefcake because he's not so beefy. Uh, my jobber is the uh, hoe train that is not there yet, Jim Duggan. My mid card is the snake that's a foam, Jim Roberts. My upper Jim mid card. <laughs> Can you do stop doing that thing where you talk? <laughs> <laughs> my upper mid card is the snake. No, I know, no. It is the uh, macho man, Randy Savage. Which leaves my main event to be Ricky, the steam boat. There's why I make him my steamboat and my main event is mainly because, you know, he's a dragon. He's a fucking steamboat. He'd be a tugboat if you really want him to. And plus, dude, this guy's a fucking dragon. He's amazing at everything he does. He's the best there is, the best there was. This server will be. Oh if you really think about it, <laughs> <laughs> he broke many barriers in the wrestling world. The, the fact that he only won an Intercontinental Championship in his time in WWE, that's fucking criminal. This guy should have been a 15-time World Heavyweight Championship. So, he yes. should have been so, a championship. A championship <laughs> himself. John Cena, winner of the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Championship. <laughs> All right, Tony, hey, transition while you can. I transition exactly to you, Wago. What's your list? I was list? trying to say. Anyways, <laughs> Wago, I will talk over you if you try this now. I will just say this man is a million times all a favor. Moo! Kalen, that's a terrible impression. It's a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat main eventer. Wago, what's do your my list? Under- Undertaker impression next. All right, Brutus the Beefcake is my release. Jim Duggan is my jobber. My mid-card is Ricky Steamboat. My upper mid-card is Jake Roberts. And the main event, a man that knew full well that Hogan was a fucking cunt, Randy Savage. Kalen, you're next. My released is Drew. My jobber is Wega. Oh, wait, that's not what we're doing? Okay. Uh, my released was Brutus the Barber job- Beefcake. My jobber was Hacksaw Jim name. Duggan. My mid-card was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. My upper mid-card was Jake the Snake Roberts. And in the main event, of course, Macho Man Randy Savage. What what else can you really say? I mean, like Mike was saying, who was taking that spotlight away from Hulk Hogan at the time? Not too many people. Macho Man Randy Savage was able to do that. So main event, Macho the Randy Man Savage. I'm going to make that a three-peat right here because Brutus the Barber Beefcake is my release. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's get the jobber spot. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's my mid-carder. Jake the Snake Roberts is my upper mid-card. And Macho Man Randy Savage, of course, is my main eventer because there's very few amount of lists that I can think of where you would have Randy Savage on a call the spot. 
and he wouldn't be either the main eventer or at least the upper mid-carder. And comparing him to these other kind of people, clear and obvious favorite for the main eventer. That guy was awesome uh, from start to finish, definitely towards the top there from you know his entire career, and he deserved every little bit of it. So that's it for Call the Spot. Make sure you leave those comments below. Tell us what your rankings would be for either one of them if you want to do that, both if you want to do it. And uh, tell us what you would rank, I guess, how we did this. Is it good enough that Drew did that, or should he be the uh, released? <laughs> I don't uh, think it should be. We've got listen, one more thing to take care of for this episode, and that's going to be the Fantasy League in Part 5. Stay tuned for that. Click on it if you're on YouTube, and we'll see you there. Last part that we have for episode 209 is the same thing that we always have at the end of the show, which is the Fantasy League. Going to pass this over to Peyton. Peyton, what's up? Well, it's a sad week when we lost a legend like Nick Bockwinkle. And it's especially sad that his final memory will be Drew White's fucking shitheaded losers, fucking shitheaded losing all throughout the season. Because that's where they still are. Last place with 541 points. In fourth place, Sean Walker's The Canadian Elephants with 844 points. Third place, Stephen Wagos, Ricky the Team Boat with 1,253 points. Once upon a time, right on the heels of Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes. But they've uh, fallen back a little bit as Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes have reclaimed themselves a little bit with 1,270 points. And my team, our time is now still holding on to first place with 1,361 points. Uh, we are just nearing the end of session seven. Things still have a bit of time to get changed before we hit WrestleMania. And speaking of changes, we should start doing some with our substitutions. And this is the last chance people are going to get to do this before Survivor Series. So let's see what we got in store, Tony. You got first dibs, actually, so anything you want to do. Uh, I hate to do it, but I got to drop Seth Rollins. He's not going to be around, so no point in keeping him. Nah. And hey, if I remember he's correctly, got a I think that The Undertaker is available. I believe The Undertaker is available. So I will be substituting him in my team. Now, why would you want to go do something? I don't know. I mean, I got a feeling he might get some points. I mean, my question is, why did you wait until this week and not last week to do that? I wanted to see what was happening with the Survivor Series teams, and if there would have been something like a a random ass thing where like Stardust had his own team or something like that. Maybe I would throw him on there. Maybe there would be like a slight chance that like Harper and Rowan would have been thrown into another team or something. Then I would have maybe taken one of them. You know. Yeah. Okay. Also, the very, very, very slight chance that we had some kind of a return like Sting. Huh. Gotcha. Well. Okay. Next would be Drew. Okay. There's a couple of people on my team I'm considering dropping for the sole purpose of they ain't winning matches. Okay. But... Don't know if there's anyone really worth picking up right now. And since I'm going to be in last place going into next session, we'll see if anything special pops up going into Survivor Series overall. So, well, if you're going to be in last place, you get first dibs. So, exactly. You might as well burn it now because it's going to reset and then come first dibs again. So, I'm really worth picking up. 
right, Wago, you're next. I think Tony wants to give me Tyler Breeze for Devon Dudley. I think that you're kind of wrong about that. I think you should reconsider. I think Tony wants to give you Tyler Breeze for Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, I I do. Yeah, it's a shame for you. <laughs> Tyler, how much? Wait, no, no, wait. Uh, Tony, <laughs> Tyler <laughs> panel. Tyler panel. <laughs> Tony, how much do you want Alberto Del Rio on your team? Uh, I thought you were going to finish that sentence with "out of the WWE," and I was going to say a lot. I know that's what you want, but how much do I want Del Rio on my team? Enough to give you Braun Strowman. <clears throat> yeah. Yo, give me um. Let me ride back for Devon Dudley. Mm. Mm. I would get the 3D connection, but you know I can't. Ab- oh, that the legendary guy like that. 3D connection. Drew, I'll give you Page for Ryback. Oh, man, hmm. that's a good one. I can't, I can't abandon the big guy like that. Like that man, he's gonna win the Rumble this year. I mean, oh, I'll wait on him. All right, then I'll give you. I'll give you Page for Cesaro then. He's gonna win the Rumble too, so I can't really like that. <laughs> yeah, but isn't Paige gonna also win the Rumble? <laughs> you pick up a valid point, but <laughs> Hey Drew, I'll give you Eric Rowan for Ryback. Yo, Tony, yeah, from that imagine their team, you doabs. Sucks to be you. No, I'll, i I get all the vacant wrestlers. Hey Tony, um, Callisto's uh doing pretty well right now. You wanna give me Seamus for him? <laughs> All right, so stop all this. Like, just go back and forth. <laughs> Wake up. You have nothing you want to do? Yeah, I want Tony to trade me fucking Sheamus for Callisto. Okay, I guess that's not going to happen. So. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Tony's being quiet, so. Uh, Sean is not here. Uh, Kalen, you are a proxy if you want to do something for him. Uh, he's going to stay right now. Nah, nah, nah. He wants to get rid of Neville for Callisto. Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he wants to get rid of Ray Wyatt and not take anybody else on his team. (laughs) Is that how it works? (laughs) Uh, We'll have to discuss that and get back to you. What's Ray Wyatt for Naomi? Can he replace him with Vacant? Hmm. Vacant has won many titles. That's true. But he's going to lose the title this Sunday. Oh my god, actually, Peyton... Since they do put vacant on the actual superstar yeah. list. Oh no. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh. Think of the appearance points. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Can you see about their holding up that championship? Oh, no. By that God. rationale, vacant would get a point uh for every single segment that he wasn't in. Just be like, oh man. <laughs> Racking him up. No, no. All right, so Peyton, you're the next one that can get the pick, but apparently <laughs> uh, not vacant. No. Um, is Seamus available? No? Do we have Seamus? Anybody have uh, the team of Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns? <laughs> Yvonne Dudley for Braun Strowman? Yeah, so I got nothing. Uh, Tony, comes back to you. Mm, I think I'm sticking. All right, Drew, you sure there's nothing you want? Sure? I don't see anyone worth picking up and as much as I love Stardust no you can get the Stardust and the Ascension probably you get the Stardust and Ascension connection oh I could I could I could you could be kind of like when Tony had the New Day only better yeah the Cosmic Wasteland Uh, I don't have three people worth dropping though sure you do Del Rio Cesaro and Ryback 
But that, that's like the back real. of my team. Right back literally carries. No, they're not the back. They're the middle. Yeah, they literally are in the middle. <laughs> you got Jey Uso and Bubba Ray as like the yeah. sandwich. Bro. Well, that's a greasy ass sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I will stay put going forward. So who has the ugliest team? Probably you. Definitely not me. No, it's probably Sean. He has Bray Wyatt and fucking um, Neville and broke ass face Wade Barrett. I've been working I, pretty hard at my job, so I think it'd be a pretty good treat if I could have the Canadian Elephants as my team name. I got a feeling maybe I do have the ugliest team. I got Seamus and Strowman. You got Strowman. Seth Rollins isn't exactly a look. Well, listen, Tyler Breeze is like <laughs> five million everyone else. So. Yeah, but I have Tyler Breeze too, so like, uh, you know, Undertaker... He's got, it, that, he's got that Frazier thing going on. If it weren't for Kane, I would definitely have the best looking, and I think I still do, even with Kane. Tony, Tyler Breeze for Charlotte. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the page for Reed Flair. <laughs> oh, is he not available? No. Not if All right. Hasn't. Well, uh, if you want to hear about everything going on with the Fantasy League, the scores, the rules, the Rastas, it's all available. The Rastas. The Rastas. Rastafarians. Yeah. You can Google the Rasta. At uh, WWFantasyLeague.com. Alrighty, guys. This is the end of the episode. we got plugs left to do. That's it. Uh, Kalen, hit us up with some plugs. Alright, you can follow me on Twitter at Kalen Ferris. And if you'd like to test your knowledge of all things WWE, check out Sporkle.com, that's S-P-O-R-C-L-E, where you can find hundreds and hundreds of free trivia games about the WWE and thousands of games in just about any other topic. None of them actually say what the hell Sporkle means? Or is that one of the other <laughs> trivia questions? It's, it's a kind of conglomeration of uh, sports and Oracle. It started off as a sports site, but there you go. Sporkle. Sporkle. S-P-O-R-C-L-E. Go. Do it. Drew, what are your plugs? Which is Kalen's job, but if you want to watch me complain about my job, you go to my YouTube, which is <laughs> Mick Friggin' Duck, and you can go to my Twitter, where I can sometimes talk about my job. This is Joseph White. Waco. You did a good job at your flicks there, Drew. Um, I apologize, it was me that suggested doing two shows in one night, and <laughs> <laughs> I very sorry that I suggested that. Uh, but you can send your hate mail to me at Stephen Wago on Twitter. And that's Stephen spelled with a PH. And anything else to do with me is under Stephen Wago too. Payton? Well, if you like us talking wrestling, listen to us talk more wrestling live, following Raw at MegapowersRadio.com. Lastly, for my plugs, which are in the rest hold, if you haven't watched that out, then I'm mad at you, because I want you to. But check out fanboysanonymous.com for everything that's happening with James Bond month, and uh, eventually we're going to be working our way towards Star Wars month. Just did a fan tracks audio commentary for the film GoldenEye, so if you are a James Bond fan and you want to listen to some people talk about you know their favorite moments and make some jokes about stuff while you're going along with that, go ahead and listen to GoldenEye's soundtrack there. And if you want to check out stuff for the All Talk Show, you can listen to that stuff at All Talk Show all over the place because you never know when that's going to pop up. And as far as Smartout Moment goes, go to smartoutmoment.com, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and all the other avenues like that. God knows what's going to end up happening over the next couple of days. 
Uh, if you like this idea of these double shows with these uh, Tuesday recordings where we're a little bit too tired to make sense of a lot of things or something like that, let us know if you absolutely hate them and you think that we're a bunch of jackasses and you want us to go back to normal and all that other kind of stuff. Let us know that too because I'm really curious. Either way, though, that is episode 209 in the bag. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow, share, favorite, subscribe, so on and so forth. This has been another Smark Out moment. We're being counted out. Hey, clear the way for the bazaar. Hey, you, let us through. It's a big new star. Oh, come, hear the first outro done just for him. Make way, here he comes. Ring bells, bang the drums. You're gonna love this guy. Great Kali, fabulous he. (laughs) (laughs) Punjabi on your TV with no knees. Now try your best to stay tuned. Brush off your eyes getting wound. And come and watch him, the great Kali. Nice.